Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. We're in the middle of a series, and I can't get out of it. I want to do it next Sunday too, but I'm probably not. You know, you got to hear something five times before you get it. Do you know that? That's because you're hard-headed. Sorry, so am I. I'm worse. I got to hear it ten times. I listen to a good sermon on a CD or something over and over and over and over and over and then over again. So uh, we need to dig into the Word today. And so the series is Better Together, and uh, really the subtitle is Don't Go to Church, Be the Church. Huh? Too many people just go into church. Give me my star right here so everybody know I went to church. That's Sunday school stuff. Back in the day, I got my star for coming. I got my star for, for inviting five people to church. I got my star for reading the scriptures. You know how I read the scriptures. God's love, Lord, gave his own God's son, whoever believes in him, not perish, not. Woo, and have everlasting life. All right, I got that done. Where's my star? I didn't, I didn't get a lick out of it. I just read it as fast as I could, trying to earn something. We don't have to earn our salvation. It's been paid for by the blood. Amen? But you know what? We need to get under the spout where the glory is being poured out. Remember that one? So you can float along through life, even being a Christian, and not have anything that God says yours. You're not being the church. When you be the church, I'm just wrong, incorrect English, but when you be the church, you know who you are. You need to be. You know, you can tell the, 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 the Christians I like to hang out are the ones that just, man, they're just good. You need to be just good. Relax. Oh, I don't want to do Tim. Tim, can I sit in your lap just a minute and let me pray, pray for me? <laughs> and I do that all the time. But you know what? I got to, and I don't mind. Listen, I want to pray for everybody. But I also got to sit under somebody else that can pour into me. That's being the church. The church is given, but the church is receiving. Come on, it's all of it. So how many of y'all, everybody ready? Everybody ready? God's, God's highest calling was uh, never to go to church, but to be the church. God set it up, the Old Testament to the New Testament. Quit dragging stuff out of the Old Testament into the New Testament. Church is everywhere, every day, all day long. Well, we should have the Sabbath. No, you read it in Hebrews. The Sabbath is every day. Where every day we should work, it's not kind of oxymoron, work to enter into his rest. When you're saved, you're in rest. When you're in church, you ought to be in rest. And church is every day. It's a different mindset. Well, I got to go to church. On, you don't have got to go. You, you don't have to go. You need to go. You know, I got up and I said, I'm ready to take up the offering this morning. And, and my pastor's daddy, who was a character and a half, he goes, you don't have to take mine. I want to give it. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, we're going to receive the offering this morning. That's what he was trying to teach me. I was young and a young minister. We need to receive. We need to receive. We need to give. And we need to receive. It's a give and take. So, so we're going to look uh, at different things this morning. You know, we talked about in this series about that uh, in the last, as we see the last days approach, that we're supposed to gather together. How many of you know things uh, will hinder you from going to church, but how many of you know you need to be in church? And we're going to explain, explain that a little more, but Hebrews 
10, 24, and 25, we're not going to look at it, but if you want to write it down, it says, provoke one another to love. Do you love? Yeah, I love, but I don't love them over there. You need to work on that. You ought to be convicted by that. We're to provoke one another, to love one another, and we're supposed to gather together. Why? Because, and we'll explain a little bit, we need one another. You need to support. You need the strength. And it's like that little girl, her daddy prayed with her, and he cut out the light. She goes, don't leave, don't leave, daddy. Don't. And, you know, they did their bedtime prayers. He goes, Jesus is with you, baby. We just prayed. She goes, yeah, but I want somebody with some skin on them. We all need somebody with some skin on them. We have Jesus on the inside of us, but you know what? When you hang around somebody that's walking into out a little bit different than you, it strengthens you. Matter of fact, if people are telling you, oh, you're good, you're good, you're just awesome, they're not provoking you to step up to the next level. They're just, you're just maintaining. But you ought to be around somebody that's like, man, I need to be like that. I need to change. I need to be stronger in the Lord. I need to move up. And so that's my heart as a pastor is for you to go to the next level. Quit maintaining. Man, in the mountains, the water rolls down the hills. In Louisiana, it's flat. So you, every now and then, you got, you got some nasty water. You don't drink that stuff with the green scum on it. It's stagnant. I mean, you know, you can get stagnant. We got to keep moving for God. We got to keep flowing. We got to keep working. So let's, let's dig in, and we're going to read a, a, some scriptures. And I love the Word of God that uses metaphors. What's a metaphor? A metaphor says, and, and we're going to read a couple of metaphors, to be like a tree. Now, I've got three different places where it says you need to be like a tree. And like, why do I need to be like a tree? Well, we'll get to it. But how about likened to? Jesus said the, the, the kingdom of God is likened unto he told stories, it's like unto a seed that you plant in the ground or, or, or mustard seed, and, and it becomes a tree. Another place that talks about being a tree, we're not even going to talk about that today. But, but the, the kingdom of God is like this. It's, he explains it for us to understand. The kingdom of God is not hard. And we try to, oh, no, relax. Let God, when God speaks to you, just do that. Well, I got to do this and I got to do that. I got to be right. You don't have to be right. You just have to receive and do. Just receive what he says to do and then, okay, I'm going to do that. He's not going to ask you to walk on water. But we think to love our neighbors like walking on water. Oh, I love you, okay. <laughs> you ever see somebody like that? It's because they, they don't love themselves and they're just frustrated with life. Come on, if you can't love yourself, you can't love your neighbor. That's what the Word says. Love God like you love yourself and like you love your neighbor. Okay, okay, okay. Well, all right, I'm meddling. Let me just get into it here. So, so we're going to look at a tree being planted. We're going to look at several different things. So think of yourself as a tree. Think of our church as a tree. Because the Lord gave me a word that we as a church are a tree planted by the rivers of living water that brings forth fruit in its season and shall not wither. And that people would come and sit in the branches of this tree and they would eat the fruit of it. And the fruit that you produce, they'll eat of it. Do you ever notice that a tree doesn't eat its own fruit? Squirrels go and get the acorns. Monkeys go and get the bananas. Huh? 
Giraffes love lettuce, in case you don't know that. If you go to the zoo at Fort Chiswell, you need to take some lettuce with you and feed the giraffe. But lettuce is a fruit. Oh, it's not technically a fruit, but it's a vegetable. It's a produce. So what are you producing that other people enjoy? <laughs> because guess what? I've, there's people that I've hung out with that kept me, and they never said you need to do this and you need to do that. Because they kept themselves, it stirred me up to keep myself. For me to be a better parent, for me to be a better husband, for me to be a better man of God, for me to be better because I hung out and I ate their fruit. Their fruit of, uh, of self-control, their fruit of love, their fr the way they discipline their kids. I'm like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this wrong. I need to change. Because I'm like, sit down, shut up, you bunch of knotheads. That's not the way you do it. Hmm? And I didn't do it that way, but that's just an example. And so you want to be around people and you, eat, you, you enjoy their fellowship. You enjoy their company. This church, we ought to enjoy one another. Amen? And if you, if you come here, you do sense the love of God. And it's because we cultivated the love of God and we want people to accept because we're tearing down walls as people come in. You smiling is tearing down a wall because they're like, I don't know, this place is weird. They're trying to hug me everywhere I go. I'm, let's go to Psalms 1, 1 through 3. This is the scripture the Lord gave me for our church. Is how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scoffers. Do not be a scoffer. Verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and it's the law of the Lord, the law, uh, he meditates day and night, the law is, is how to live life from the word. The Old Testament taught him how to live life, New Testament is be like Jesus. And so look at verse 3, and he will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Come on. Come on. You ever met somebody with a green thumb? Just whatever they plant, just prosper. I got one. No, well, I don't. Man, I have to talk to it and water it, and then it still may not live. My son can drop it on the ground, and it grows. I carved a pumpkin one time. He goes, seeds, and he ran to the backyard and planted them, and it's and they came up, just stuck it in the ground. He spilt seeds on the ground one time, and they came up. There are people that have a green thumb, and you know what? But it doesn't matter if you got a green thumb or not. God said he'll bless what you put your hand to right there. Can you receive that promise? And I'm going to be blessed. You ought to change your thinking and be blessed. So, so as we move forward, this is really what Romans says. And eight in chapter 10, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Be, be conformed to the image of Christ. How do you do that? This is what we're talking about. Be this tree of life. Be this tree that we're talking about. I want to be planted. Tell somebody I want to be planted. So in Psalms 92, 12, it's another one. We're going to break this down. And look, the righteous man shall flourish like a palm tree. I don't know if I want to be a palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. I don't know if I want to be a cedar. Yes, you do, and you want to be a palm tree too. Look at verse 13. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. 
Talking about in church, in the courts of God. Talking about every day. I mean, you want to flourish. Or you just like being, you know, dried up and, okay, don't raise your hand. Well, y'all still had not getting it. And so let's look at verse 14. And they still, and they will still yield fruit in old age. Some of y'all thinking you're getting too old. Eh, wrong answer. Do you know my kids, when they were growing up, they loved older people. They loved the fruit that the older people had. They were calm, laid back. They spoke the wisdom of God. Come on, you have fruit. If you think you're old, you're not through. You still have fruit that people need to receive from. You have wisdom. Yeah, I went down that road one time, but there was a big hole right over there. Have y'all, y'all seen that hole yet? Well, you better be looking. You're going to get on that path. Watch for this hole. Okay, y'all better see. That's why you're hard-headed. That's why we got to say this stuff five times. They shall yield their fruit in old age, and they shall be full of sap and very green. Come on, if you think you're old, say, I'm very green. I'm very green. I'm older than half of y'all. So I'm going to be green all the way that I die. They look in the casket and say, boy, he's green. You want to produce fruit, you want to be green. And verse 15, to declare that the Lord is upright. He's my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. God is right. Amen? And our righteousness, our right standing is in God. You're not right because of what you do. You're right because of what Jesus did. You can never be good enough to receive this. You're good enough because your brother, Jesus, became your king and died and shed his blood for you. Come on. Because most of you are dealing with, well, I'm not good enough, Pastor. That's why bad things happen to me because I'm not good. Yeah, there's nothing to do with how good you are. It's for you to change your thinking and receive what Jesus has done. And so you want to be like a tree, planted. Amen? So you ready? You ready? Number one, time to flourish. The righteous man will flourish like a palm tree. And he will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Now, our cedar trees are probably a little bit different, but they're, they're not a whole lot different. But has anybody got a cedar chest? Wave at me. Yeah. Smells good, don't it? How old is it? Anybody got one that's 50 years old? Man, they last a long time. Hey, you're like a cedar. You smell good. But what you really want is you're going to last a long time. Come on, come on. Durable. Do you know they built the temple out of cedars? The post. The church is built out of you. Mm-hmm. You. So we want to be like the cedars. What about a palm tree, Pastor? They just bend and float. But you know what the palm tree represents? Victory. Christian, you got victory. Victory. Do you know in the first Olympics, whoever won, they handed them a palm branch. That was their trophy. Or they made them a crown out of a palm. Jesus coming into the town on, on, on the Sunday before. They laid the palm branches down. He's riding on a donkey that's never been ridden on. He's riding as the king. Come on. Victory. A victorious king. 
Jesus. But guess what? You're on his team. That makes you the winner. I always say, I wasn't there 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross, but I still win. I still win. You know, maybe you're one of them, like my wife, that yells at the football team on the TV like they can hear. I've done that. You know, what are y'all doing? Running the ball down the middle again, and they tackled you for a loss. I had to quit watching football for a little while because it got me in the flesh too much. Don't want to lose my salvation over a football game. I'm just kidding. But the thing about it is, come on, we win. We win. We have won. We have already won. So tomorrow we're going to win because Jesus won 2,000 years ago. Come on, the cross was horrible, but there was victory there. The victory and the power of the cross. The victory in the resurrection because he lives. We live. Come on, change your mindset. Quit. Come on, some of you are doomed, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. Quit clapping along. Some of you start tapping your foot. Come on. That's the wrong light. That's the wrong thinking. You're an overcomer. Well, it don't look like it. Then get under the spout where the glory is coming out. Come on, get in the word. Get in the word. So let's look. Let's look. Let's keep going. And so it's time to flourish. You know, we're winners. We're overcomers. The Bible doesn't say that those that are in Christ are losers. We're overcomers. The Bible says that, we, that, we're, not, that, that we're not dumb. The Bible says that you have the wisdom of God, that the life of Christ dwells in you. Come on, say it. The life of Jesus dwells in me. Number two, time to get planted. Let me ask you a question. What do we plant? Anybody? Seeds. Seeds. So we're going to look in, in Psalms 92 um, and verse 13. It says, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. And so planted, planted, planted. You got to be planted to flourish. Let me, let me, let me tell you this. <clears throat> I hadn't always been a pastor. But I've always been a servant, and I've always wanted to do something for God. That's why we have all kinds of teams. That's why we do L teams, and, and that's why we talk about things that gives you an opportunity to serve. And I want to tell you, this younger generation, you people that are older like me, they want to serve. They want to do something to make a difference. And the, and the greatest thing that makes a difference is the kingdom of God. So we need to be planted, planted so we flourish. So let me tell you a little bit, you know, I, I started going to a church that started teaching the word like I teach and started teaching me about the word of God and being planted in the word of God and being planted in church and, and start serving. And I just want, I served everywhere I could and did everything I can. And let me tell you, my life began to change because I was planted. Increase began to come. I began to to learn how to pray. I begin to learn how to stand on the Word of God and receive the grace of God that God had given us. He's given us His grace. And so I started to learn, and it didn't matter how old or young or whatever, but I started serving God, and God started, I began to flourish. My kids began to flourish. My wife began to flourish. The blessing of God came that I, 
I started making more money years later because I was following God, but where I was short, God began to bless. Because you learn to give, you learn to be a part of the kingdom, you begin become a doer of the word and not just a hearer. And so you need to be planted, and you need to be planted in a church, and if this is not your church, then get planted somewhere. But I, I want everybody to be planted here, but not, that's just not truth. Everybody's not. Some people are here out of town. But you have got to get planted where, where you feel the love of God and where they're teaching the Word of God and to pushing you to the next level. And how many of you know going to the next level always hurts? Because we get comfortable. Man, if you're in the recliner watching the, you know, the game or something, you're comfortable. But if somebody calls and said, I need your help. I need you to come get, pull me my truck out of the ditch. Well, now I got to get up, and that's uncomfortable. And now I got to go find the strap. I got to get the truck. I got to get things together. You know what? You got to do the same thing to move to the next level in God. You got to get into the Word. It's uncomfortable because it's easier to sit there and watch gun smoke. I know I'm dating myself because I don't know what you watch. So you sit there and you watch the, the you know, it's comfortable to watch that and be entertained. That's what's wrong with America. We're asleep because we we, we're in entertainment. America's all about entertainment. You go to Iran and try to be a Christian. It ain't about entertainment. Go to China and be a Christian. It's not about entertainment. You're memorizing the word. You got to live by it. That's why we do a little shaking today. Come on, I want to say, I want to go to the next level. Sometimes you got to say some things by faith. Ah, well, I really don't, Pastor. Well, I'm believing God to stir you. I don't even know where we're at anymore. Why, why do we plant? What do we plant seeds? A seed can only grow if planted. It only flourishes if planted. Look at A. How many of you know the Word of God is a seed? The Word of God is seed, and you need to plant it in you that it will grow. The Word of God, and Jesus talked about the Word being seed. Why, why is it so important? Mark 4, 13 through 20. That is your homework. You know, he's getting homework today. If you have never read this scripture, we'll put verse 13 up there for me. I just can't understand the word. I can't understand the Bible, Pastor, when I preach it. I just don't understand the word. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all parables? You want to understand the word? You want to understand parables and what Jesus was talking about? This is your key. Look at the next verse. And we're going to read it here, but you need to go home and read it and look it over. The sower sows the word. Are you sowing any word? Are you, are you sowing doom, despair, and agony on me? How many promises do you know? Do you know there are a hundred scriptures on healing? How many do you know? How many do you know, Pastor? Okay. 1 Peter 2.24, Matthew 8.17, Isaiah 53. Huh? You need that, that. See, here's the thing. Pray. Pray for us. Pray for me. So I want to ask, what promise are you standing on? So I can agree with you. How are you going to eat that steak? You just going to pick it up and bite it? Do you even have a steak? Are you going to use a fork and a knife? 
What are you going to use? What are you going to use to believe God? What scripture are you going to stand on? I'm, I'm, this, is, this is a key. We just want to float through life and, oh, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Help you do what? Ask, and you shall receive. Ask, what, what, do you, what do you want? Do you know Jesus asked the blind man, well, what do you want? Why in the world? Duh, duh he's blind. You know, I pray for people who are blind that did not want to be healed of blindness. They, wanted to, they had a cold. You got to qualify. What about Jesus went to the man that was by the pool of Bethesda? He's laying there with all those other people, and he picked him out and said, will you be healed? What kind of question is that? He's trying to find out where the man was. You know, some people cannot, just don't want, they don't believe. They can't receive because they don't believe at all. How many of you know planting the word will change your thinking, will change your heart? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Now, how many of y'all had lunch yesterday? You can't eat lunch today because you've already had lunch. Yesterday. Ah, wrong answer, Pastor. How many of you know that you've got to get in the Word every day till faith will grow? Because you can't live on yesterday's Word. Okay. Okay, I'll quit. Man, Pastor, what are you trying to say? Trying to say, read your Bible. But read it with a purpose. What do you mean? Oh, well, because we can go Jeremiah uh, 27, 20 says, and there was a man that prophesied in the name of the Lord of your eyes, the son of John. And you can read it as fast as you can to get through it, but you're not getting anything. Might as well read, be reading the, the newspaper. You need to read the word with a purpose. Chase those healing scriptures. Chase those scriptures for peace. Chase those scriptures for joy. Chase those scriptures that, that identify who you are in Christ Jesus. How many of you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? How many are you? I got, you know, maybe a third of the crowd. All of us are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that believe in him, that have received him. You have right standing with God. Well, wait a minute. If that, what does right standing with God got to do with it? It means that you can walk right up to the throne of God with boldness because of the blood of Jesus and because of what Jesus done. And when God looks at you, it's just like he's looking at Jesus when you ask him for something. Come on. Jesus said man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We don't live by food. We live by the word. I know. I know. Stay with me. So we need to be planted. And B, how many of you know you are a seed? You're a seed to be planted. You're a seed that, to be planted and grow. You're a seed. You be, you're a seed to, to be planted here. You're in Whitfield for a reason. Well, I came here for a job. Well, God opened that door. How about that? How about you ask God to open doors and direct your steps and why you're here and ask him why you're here. Just going to church isn't the same as being planted in a church. See, we, we, we need God, me and God and Jesus need you to be planted here for a reason. You know, last Sunday in the Sunday service, that, that mega church gave away $45 million. Pay, they paid medical bills. A church of eight doesn't give away $45 million. A church of 20 doesn't give away. We haven't given away a million dollars. But we're going to. There's that. I heard that. Why not? 
Why not? Because we want to do more and more and more for the kingdom of God. We want to do greater. Don't look around here and say, well, yeah, they got that covered, and they got that covered, and they got that covered. They got Tim on the front row. Man, we got everything we need. Nah, a small church thinking. Because we got a great worship team, but we need another one. Matter of fact, we need two, two more, three more. We need other people that can bring the word. We need other people. We need greeters. We need a team of greeters. We got a team of greeters, but we need more greeters because our vision is bigger than this. What if God sent us to Guatemala? What if God sent us to Brazil? We need to go down there and start a church. Who's going? What? I got a job. Mm. Listen, God's not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. He'll put it in your heart to be a missionary. I wrestled with that as a kid, you know. Oh, God's going to send me to China. I don't want to go to China, Lord. I don't want to go. And he, you know what? He finally said, I didn't ask you to go to China anyway. That's you. If, if he had asked me to win, if he would have put it in me, it would have been a burning desire to go to China. And you know what? As you get closer to him, you'll find things that he'll put in you. And it's not just, <laughs> a lot of you need to start right here. Good morning. How are you today? I'm well. All right. How hard is that? But you know what? Can't, can't talk to him. Golly. What if he says he don't like me? Come on. So, we need to get in unity. We need to be in harmony. You know, someone says, boy, that sermon, Pastor, was for me. But you never apply it. Come on, we got to be a doer. We got to apply the word. And then somebody goes to church and hears, hears a sermon and, and they, they get their prayers answered. They get connected. They start using their gifts. They become a part of the family. They set their roots deep and they withstand storms because the roots are deep. Why? Because we should have each other's back. Amen. Number three. Actually, for, for number three, let me say this. Being planted is not an overnight thing. <laughs> you got to, you got to, how many of you ever put a seed in the ground and went back the next day to look and see if it come up? I have. I'm just looking at it, see how it goes. Does it need some water? You know? How many of you know it takes a little while for it to come up? How many of you know it takes a little while for the roots to go deep? Come on, you got to get in. You got you to gotta have some tenacity. You're going to have to stay with it. Come on, the things of God, God will help. The thing about the things of God, we don't have to do them on our own. We have the Holy Spirit to help us. We got Jesus praying for us. So it takes a little time. And so what we're talking about is changing an attitude. Uh, those who are planted are blessed, are prospering, connected, emotionally engaged, making a difference. They're flourishing they're not spiritual dry i mean if you feel spiritually dry you need to you need to get another drink you need to get all in come here miss becky y'all ever talked to miss becky anybody ever talked to miss becky miss becky how you doing miss becky i am blessed highly favored prosperous healthy and a miracle working instrument of god just like you <laughs> i don't get tired of hearing that because she tells me that every time i say how you doing miss becky 
Now, some of y'all going, well, I ain't blessed, and I'm not this, and I'm not that, and I'm not an instrument of God. Eeyore. Come on now. Being planted, it changes the way you think. Being planted in the kingdom of God, it, you want to change. You want to renew your mind. That's renewing your mind. Yeah, but you don't know how hard. No, you're in the wrong. You're planted in the wrong water. You're in the muck. You're in the muck and the mire. He pulls us out of the muck and mire and sets us on the rock. So, so, so you've got to change your, your mouth, your words. And so as, as we look at this, let's go to number three. Let your roots grow deep. Jeremiah 17, 8. Let your roots go, grow, grow deep. And again, it says, for he will be like a tree planted by the water. <clears throat> How many times have we heard that already? This is the third time, be a tree planted by the water that extends its root by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. <clears throat> I got some water right here. Y'all see this water? Watch this. Notice any difference? My lips are wet, maybe. It's a gradual change. But water is needed. So is the water of God. The Bible says that we need to be washed with the water of the Word, that the Word of God is likened to water. Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you know the water that I have, you'll never thirst again. Another place he said, he stood up in the temple, said, in the last days, he goes, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Come on, that's, you got to get in the water. You got to plant in the water. You got to get some water in you. And I, I've, been, I've been in West Texas and New Mexico, and when you quit sweating, you're in trouble. But so when you quit sweating and you, take a, you, you drink this water right here, all of a sudden you begin to sweat because you're dehydrated. How many of us are walking around in life dehydrated? Okay. I'm just I'm, I'm pushing you because you got to get out of your comfort zone. You got heat in your life? You need to go deeper with God. You need to go deeper. So when our roots go deep, we're planted in the water. And guess what? When the heat comes, don't even know it. See, I didn't begin to start sweating because when I took that sip of water because I'm hydrated. If I'm hydrated in the things of God, if I'm hydrated in His Word and I'm full of His Spirit... Guess what? The heat comes. I'm, I can smile. I can have joy. And people come up and say, man, how can you preach your dad's funeral? Because I got joy. I know where he's at. I know who I am. I know who he was. It's easy to talk about him. He can outrun anybody in the room right now. And so can your loved ones that have gone on in Jesus. Come on. It's a different mindset. You know that you know that you know. That you know, because you're planted in the Word, you're full of the Spirit, you, you're living the life of God. And so as we talk about these, these, these roots going deep, have you ever thought about, you know, trees? You ever seen a tree uprooted? Mm-hmm. 
You ever notice that trees in a pasture by themselves, they're pretty hard to uproot? Because they've been in that pasture by themselves a long time, but, but I have seen them uproot. But what happens when you have a grove of trees like this? We intertwine, and then they, they, don't, they don't fall over. Roots go deep. The redwoods grow, and they, the roots intermingle, and they hold each other up. Man, we got to hold each other up. You know, it's made to live alone. I know it's, uh, you'll see a tree out there, and it's all spread out all over the place, but it's, it's struggling. Guess what? A tree out in the middle of the pasture, guess what? It's, it's likened to get hit by, I'm using my King James, likened, likened unto. It's, it's going to be hit by lightning before long because it's standing alone. But you know, tree, I've seen trees hit in, in a group, and, and the lightning spreads out. Come on, we can take the shot together. We can walk together. Somebody said, well, how do I get on the prayer team? You take that magnet and you call, and we pray for people. And as Jeff always says, we expect our prayers to be answered. Why? Because we're the children of God. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. See, see, there, uh, uh, our twins are here, and baby Luke's here. When, when, when my, my wife went in labor with our firstborn, uh, I was thinking about that. Uh, I didn't know much about the Word. And they gave my wife an epidural, and guess what happens when you get an epidural and it goes up instead of down? You're in trouble. You got seconds before they have a heart attack. They lose the mama and baby both. And that happened with her. And I had to carry that by myself. Now, I had family there. Don't get me wrong, I had a lot of family there, but they didn't know how to pray. They was in fear and worry and care just like, just like everybody, me. And when everything was said and done all over, I just fell up against the wall and just squatted down and cried because I felt helpless, hopeless. So we, we got our second baby girl come, and uh, she goes into labor, and her heart rate drops down to 40. And then it fluctuates a little bit back up, and the nurse calls the doctor, you need to get over here. And the doctor, there's nothing wrong with that baby because he's seeing about 75 patients. We're going to take, you know, that baby be born on time. And she'd call, and I could see it in her face, fear. But I, I had help. I went and stepped out. I said, hey, pastor, I need you to call some folks and pray. Because uh, the heart rate's dropping, and they're not moving, and they're not doing what they're supposed to do. So I need you to pray. And they began to pray. And so my second one was born, and she had a heart murmur. And said, well, it looks like a heart murmur. So the... The, uh, but we prayed. I, I said, hey, the thing, she got a heart murmur. And so we prayed. So the next day, the pediatrician comes and goes, I don't see any heart murmur. There's a little bit of something, but I think it's all good. God's good. Amen? Amen. But I had help. Because, you know, when, you, when the heat hits you and it starts draining you and you start drying out, you can have some people throw some water on you. Come on. We helped one another. When the third one came, had the cord wrapped around his neck, he's blue as your cherry got. Oh, y'all need to pray. And they beat him and beat him and beat him till he started, till he cried more and more and more. But the thing about it is, I had people to help me, people to lean on, people to carry me, huh? To carry my wife, to carry us. That's what church is about. That's why you plant your roots deep and you're not afraid to ask for prayer. Well, I don't want to ask for prayer. Come on. That's what we got people here that are professional prayers. They prayer warriors. Huh? 
And it's time for you to become one. To know how to pray, to learn how to pray. Come on, okay. So, let me say this. We all need words of affirmation from God and from people. Miss Shirley gave a word of affirmation. Brittany gave a word of affirmation to encourage you. Patrick gave somebody one before service started to encourage you, to wet you up with the word. Come on, to sink your roots a little bit deeper. And that's what the care team's about. They're calling, different people calling, and they're trying to, to encourage you, to pray for you. Do you have a prayer need? We're loving on you and care because look around. I can't keep up anymore. Hallelujah is great. I can't keep up. And so I need help. That's why we did And so if you haven't been called, we want you to be called. We want you to know that we care and that we care about you. Let me say this before we go to number four. <clears throat> the devil doesn't mind you going to church if you're not the church. He wants you to go to church. He don't care if you go to church. He just don't want you connecting and establishing relationships that will keep you and establish you in Jesus. See, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. Guess what? You coming to church encourages me. You coming to church encourages the person next to you. You, this group coming to church encourages this group over here, looking around and seeing people. That's why I always say I, I love going to big events, and especially taking the youth, because they look around, they just see the same people every Sunday, and they go, yeah, well, they're supposed to worship. Pastor's supposed to step up there and lift his hands, and, and, and Miss Becky is supposed to come up here and cry and, and worship and, and whatever. But when they go and see a 1,000 young people with their hands lifted, it's life-changing. I'm not the only one. Our church is not the only one. And so it's encouraging. You're encouraging. Be encouraging to your children. Be established. Man, there are relationships in this room that will keep you. Number four, let your roots produce fruit. We went to Keys to Freedom. And a lot of times we react to fruit instead of the root. How many of you know if people have fruit of anger, malice, uh, unforgiveness, and, and you address that, you're just talking about the fruit. Where did that come from? Where did that bitterness come from? Past. They're rooted in the past and not in the word. Because faith is now, and faith is now. And faith, again, is now. Now faith is. Faith is not yesterday, and your past is your past. Quit going back and digging up your past. Quit living out of your past because it'll, it'll bring hurt, pain, unforgiveness, bitterness, envy, strife, all the wrong fruit. But when you plant it in the water of the Word of God, it produces the Spirit of God in your life. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness. We need to be producing fruit. When you're planted, you produce fruit. And when you're planted in God, it's good things, even in difficult times. Difficult times has nothing to do with where you're planted. Difficult times cannot uproot you unless you let it. 
Difficult times are coming. Jesus said, difficult times are coming, but be of good cheer. And oh, this is tough. Be of good cheer, for I've overcome difficult times. Difficult times are coming, but be of good cheer. Be planted in me. So thus saith the Lord. I'm going to pull an Old Testament, you know, and the Spirit of God came upon me and said, Be planted in the rivers of living water, and be not moved, but be rooted and grounded. You know, the Word says that we're supposed to be rooted and grounded in Christ, in the love of God, rooted and grounded. Did you know that the devil's trying to get you out of the love of God? Guess what? If he gets you out of the love, then everything else quits working. Mm-mm. That's why he's after your marriage. Because he can mess up your kids, mess up your family, mess up your life. That's why he's after your marriage. If you don't have good fruit in your life, you're in the wrong pool. Hmm? Maybe you might be even eating the wrong fruit. You know, we talked about sarcasm being contagious. How about griping and complaining can be contagious? How about being bitter can be contagious? Unforgiveness can be contagious. Coronavirus can be contagious. But everything I named before that is worse than the coronavirus. Unforgiveness, bitterness, envy, strife. Strife lets in every evil work. Come on, quit fearing that junk and get into the Psalms 91. Let that be rooted and grounded in you. No evil shall befall me, should any plague come near my dwelling. And if it does, I'm going to walk away from it. Listen, listen. Remember back, let me think, West Nile virus. West Nile virus. Anybody ever get the West Nile virus? Comes by and see. I only know one person that got West Nile virus. I worked with him. Man, he come in on Monday, and he looked sick. I said, dude, let me pray for you, but you need to go to the doctor. And the secretary in the office said, you need to go to the doctor. And don't get me wrong. I, love, I, I don't have nothing against doctors' medical profession, but they can't move fast enough sometimes, just like I said about my second daughter. He goes to the doctor and said, we're going to check you for West Nile virus. Tuesday, he's sick. Wednesday, he's sick. Thursday, he's sick. Friday, he's at 10 o'clock, he's at work, he gets a phone call, said, sir, you had the West Nile virus. And he hung up the phone, I beat the West Nile virus. Huh? Little old bitty guy, but, but you know, in great shape, don't get me wrong, he was a tower climber. He climbed towers, and he, you'd be talking to him, next minute he's 100 foot up with 45 pounds on him, and he only weighed 140 pounds. But he goes, I beat the West Nile virus. All this stuff we get kinked up about. Use wisdom, but believe God. Trust God. Psalms 91, no evil befalls me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. Plague, sickness, disease. Come on. And so, so let's get planted in that. Let's get planted in things. All right. I'm going to preach to Cody a minute. So I don't ain't looking at y'all. Because I'm going to say some pretty rough stuff right here. I'm going to be mean just for a minute. You know, we're not just church. We're family. But you can't fight off all the devil throws at you going to church once a month, Cody. (laughs) 
Come on. You got to get in the Word. You can't wait till Sunday to get in the Word. That means you're not going to eat this whole next week till you get to church next Sunday. You have got to feed yourself the Word of God. You've got to get in the Word. You need to be listening to somebody preaching to you. You need to be a self-feeder. Come on, if your kids are 30 years old, you're going, ah, take a bite. Ah. If you're just waiting on Sunday to feed on the Word, it's like you're going, ah, and I'm feeding you. But stir yourself up. Come on, put somebody on preaching to you. Put somebody on. Put the Word on and listen to the Word with a purpose. Take one scripture all week and put it in your heart till you memorize it. Come on. Remember back in the day, I'm not going to say today, but remember back in the day you used to listen to your favorite song over and over and over and oh, I know I did. And I memorized that word. I memorized that song. Don't make me start going back. I went to Tennessee and I sang all the Tennessee songs. And you know, I go to Mississippi and I'll sing some Mississippi songs. You know, how many songs do you, how many songs do you know? I'm going to say I know thousands. Because you throw in happy birthday and you throw in stuff like that, you know some music. Why? Because music is powerful. But God made music put the Word of God in you. Nod with me. It ain't, it, he, didn't, he didn't make music to put a highway to hell in front of you. I'm on a highway. Okay. I know that song. I used to work with those guys. Not those guys, but guys who listen to that stuff. I put my own music on. My point is, you can memorize the Word of God. You can put it in your heart. You can be planted like a tree by the rivers of living water. Living water. The Word of God is living water. And you will bring forth fruit. Man. You will begin to prosper. I didn't say you're going to make you a millionaire, but you'll begin to prosper. You'll get on top. You'll, be, you'll learn. God will put things in your path to teach you things to learn, like, like how to handle money, like, like how to pay your bills on time, like how to love your wife or love your husband and quit treating him like that. Quit not slapping your kids in the back of the head. Learn how to discipline them. Okay. Come on, because they'll get on your last nerve. Because you got on your mama's last nerve. they just like you. So, so learn. God will teach you things. The Bible is full of wisdom. Get planted in it. So. Mm, I'm not going to say that. Lord, I'm not. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say it. If you... <laughs> If you spend, wait a minute, if you spend more at McDonald's than what you put in the offering plate, how you God going to partner with you? And it ain't about we needing money. It's about you partnering with God. Because see, when you give God what belongs to him, the 10%, his hands get on your 90%. And if you read it right, the, the tithe comes back to you. It will. It'll come back to you. That's partnering with God. That's being planted. Okay, I'm planting my finances in God. Do you know I know people that can believe God for money but cannot believe God for healing? Because they have seen it work, they have proved it, and they walk in it. And people who don't believe it don't plant. They, they haven't, that, that revelation hasn't become real to them. But how many of y'all been healed in here before? Come on, look at the hands. 
Me too. And so God's a healer. Whether we ever see it or not, we have to proclaim that he's the healer and he's the blesser. Whether we proclaim it or not, whether we have it. He's a deliverer. Whether you're on drugs, alcohol, or, 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 or sex, or whatever, he's a deliverer. He can set us free. And so that's the place we need to be. We're gonna, I'm going to close with this, and I'm going to ask you a question. When should you be planted? 20 years ago. When's the best time to be planted now? Is now. The best time to be planted is right now to rededicate, to, to plant your heart in the things of God. Don't you bow your head. Father, we just thank you for your word. Stir in everyone's heart, Lord, to, to go deeper, to plant deeper in you. Lord, that we might flourish because the people that has the greater fruit are planted deeper in you. And we need you. We need you more and more and more. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior today, would you lift your hand? Say, Pastor, I, I need to accept Jesus. Is that you? Raise your hand. This is life, what we're talking about today. This is how you overcome. You need to make sure. You need to know that you know. Maybe you're sitting here, you know, and I, well, I, I love God and I, I believe in Jesus, but I haven't been living for him. Is that you? Just lift your hand real quick. All right, I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand, that hand. Thank God for men. Being men. Anybody else? Real quick. Then let's all pray this together. Father, we come today to be planted deeper in you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes away where we're weak. You make us strong. Thank you for the blood. Oh, that gives us power. To be an overcomer. More than a conqueror. Thank you, Father, that you're our God, that Jesus is our brother and our king, and the Holy Spirit is our helper, our advocate, our comforter, our guide. We give you the glory for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.